welcome to another edition of Stargate Sundays. I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. And we are watching another episode. Actually, my favorite episode of Season 1. And that is The Torment of Tantalus. Now, uh, I know Ryan's already watched this, this episode, but I figured we'd shake it up a little bit today. How's that sound, Ryan? That sounds good. Let's try something new. Let's bring in a new element. Uh, we are going to uh, record this while watching the episode. So we're going to figure out the logistics as we go along, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. we got some notes that we've already written down. Probably give us some little live action of what we, uh, our, our knee-jerk reaction, I should say, to the episode. Um, Settle so- up. Pull up to your TV or couch, so, yeah. whatever you're going to sit at, and listen to us. And uh, throw on the episode, get your tub of baked beans, and uh, let's go. <laughs> Something like that. We'll go from there. Um, so let's start off with our usual uh, our usual good stuff. Our little fun facts and, and some information about the episode. So obviously this is Season 1, Episode 11. Uh, original air date on this one is October 3rd, 1997. That's crazy. Crazy year. That's definitely the beginning of a school year. Or at least several weeks into a school year. Uh, once again, nothing really happened at this date in history. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I think the only things of any real note uh, for sports fans out there, you'll find that Gordie Howe played in his seventh decade of hockey on this day. Which is um, seventh decade. Seventh decade. So he played in seven different decades, and this happened to be one of them. Now he wasn't in the NHL at this time, but uh, he was playing in like the IHL. I can't remember. Oh. Um, but still. Um. So this was his seventh decade. Uh, Japan's maglev train uh, broke the speed record at two hundred and eighty point three miles per hour. Damn. Which is impressive, especially for the 90s. Isn't the bullet... How fast is the bullet train, do you know? Uh, Probably not as fast as a bullet, considering that's 900-something miles per hour. Uh, Depending on the type of bullet that you have. Correct. Uh, But the bullet train speed is... 200 to 275. Well, that's not even close to a bullet. Not even close. Still cool. Still something I'd love to go on. Sounds yeah, like for fun. sure. I wish we had high-speed rail here in the in the states. Well, well cool. you know, Kevin, we live in the United States. We can't have nice things. That's true. Kind of takes away from the whole train experience, don't you think? I'd love to spend. You a know, few days last on a train. time I rode on a train, it was a a metro rail, uh, headed back to Chicago, and. Uh, I have to say the experience uh, definitely left me wanting. It was uh, unpleasant. <laughs> where what? Where from? Where from to Chicago? Uh, I was from the Buffalo area to the Chicago area. Well, that makes a little bit of sense. There's not a whole lot going on there. No, I mean you know it. it, it who doesn't enjoy? Riding on a train or a plane or a car, or whatever, and watching stuff go by. I love it. Uh, but uh, it was mostly unpleasant because uh, it was an overnight train, and the person next to me decided they were going to work on their laptop all night. So I 
was not able to sleep with the bright, 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 bright laptop. Uh, just spewing Ouch. out some lights at me. Yeah, I would have gone with uh, like my own, my own passenger car if I could. Kind of want to travel for oh, those. Are, <laughs> those are pricey. Yeah, very pricey, but eh, it's worth it to do it at least once. Well, um. Anyway, back to video game history. Uh, video game history was interesting. Um, there was a little game. I'm sure some of you have heard of it. I don't know. It's kind of rare. But Fallout was released September 30th, 1997. The the original one by Interplay? The original Fallout, I believe, yes. Okay. That was crazy. You see the graphics on the front of the cover in the pictures that I saw? And they are just... Just awful. <laughs> um, I didn't start playing the Fallout series. I don't think the first the first one I played was Fallout New Vegas. I'm pretty sure. Kevin, that was my childhood. What are you, what are you saying about about my childhood there, there, Kev? It was dark and deep. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> now wrong. <laughs> um. Let's see some TV and movie history. Uh, not a, hot, a whole lot happened TV history-wise. Uh, Prism and Sports Channel Philadelphia cease broadcasting on this date to make way for Comcast Sportsnet Philadelphia. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like super exotic, right? So exciting. Almost nothing happened for TV history, which is unfortunate. Um, movie history, however, there's a couple of interesting ones. A movie called U-Turn came out, Sean Penn, and then there was one with Morgan Freeman I, called... I don't feel like I've ever heard of that. Kiss the Girls. Oh, okay, I know that one. Yeah, that one, uh, that one came out right around this time, maybe a few days before it. Uh, no, actually on this date, this was the exact date, because it was a Friday, so it was, uh, it's a good time for movies to get released. But yeah, I I mean, not a whole lot of crazy ones, not a lot of history going on that date, but uh, they can't all be winners. I'm sure we'll run into something more fascinating as we go along. Actually, I know for a fact we're going to run into some very fascinating stuff in a, in a month I or two. I did have one question. Sure. Uh, you know, way, way, way back when we started this, uh, you would comment on uh, the Independence Day theme uh, showing up in episodes does it show up in this episode i am not certain actually why would you ask that question that's my question um, just just dump you just you know make uh, it interesting no i don't i don't believe that the uh independence day theme i mean did you look you, it up or you, you questioning? mentioned it for like the first like two or three episodes no there were only two episodes um <coughs> i can't remember them off the top of my head now but they were one was playing uh, in the background, and the other one was playing sort of forefronted. Although, to be fair, one of those episodes, I tried listening for it. I couldn't hear it. And, I mean, I may not have the best ear for it, but I didn't hear it at all in the one episode. Ah, okay. All right. But, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the written and directed by... Uh, the writer for this episode is uh, Robert C. Cooper. Uh, we've already run into Robert C. Cooper. This is actually the second of 
uh, lots of writing credits on this on the show. He does. He's one of the more prominent writers for uh, SG One. Um, he's extremely important, especially when it comes to Ancients storylines and the Alliance storylines, uh, because he was the he was the brainchild, or that was his brainchild, I should say. Um, the director for this one is Jonathan Glasner. Jonathan can Glasner. Can we just call it his mind baby? Yeah, we can call it his mind baby. Nice. Now you want me to, his his. <laughs> now you want me to come up with something different other than mind baby? His uh, head goblin. Head goblin. That's, that's not right. That doesn't seem right. Head his, goblin. Uh, maybe his um, skull pupa. That's disgusting. Now we're now we're getting. No, maybe head spawn. Head spawn. Head spawn. Skull, skull spawn sounds good. Although the SS is something we probably want to keep off the yeah. air. Yeah, let's let's keep <coughs> these, uh, analogies. Patreon. Lighthearted, lighthearted, fun and, and fun. Not cruel and evil. Cruel and twisted. Twisted and malicious. Sad. Yeah. Upsetting. <laughs> um. So Jonathan Glasner, this is his first directing credit on this episode. Um, he was the writer for a couple of episodes we've already seen, including uh, The Broker Divide and The Children of the Gods. Um, he's a pretty prominent um, character when it comes to SG-1. He does a lot of writing, does a lot of directing, so we're going to see a lot more of him in the future. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis for this episode. Um, okay, did it. Uh, Dr. Daniel Jackson, after re- reviewing video documentation class- of classified experiments from 1945, in which the Stargate was accidentally activated uh, by one Ernest Littlefield, Catherine Langford's love was stranded alone on a planet for more than 50 years. SG-1 and Langford gate to said planet and are surprised to find Littlefield is still alive. The reunion for Littlefield and Catherine is bittersweet, but things are further complicated when they discover the dial-home device is no longer functioning. This forces the team to resort to drastic measures in order to return to Earth. Now that synopsis is crazy. It's fantastic. Aha! some interesting people and places in this one. Uh, the planet is called, they designate it Heliopolis. Now, Ernest in the episode actually says the word. Well, that's like he- City of the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heliopolis, like a, a United Nations building or, 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 you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, it has two different designations for the license plate number. Uh, PB2908 or P3X972. Oh, that's, that's got to be the real one, P3X. It sounds like the real one, although they designate it PB2908 and they call it Ernest's Planet. At some point, I'm not sure if it's part of one of the extended book series. I couldn't quite pin it down to why it has two different designations. Um... As far as aliens on this planet, there are none. Um, however, this planet did host at one point the um, what Daniel Jackson calls the Mecca 
of the four great races, um, which we don't get to know all of their names just yet in this episode, but it, it, it's very enticing to, to finally get to see something like this. A um, couple of characters, so some prominent characters. Um, obviously, Ernest Littlefield. The young version that we see in the uh, documentation movies that uh, Daniel Jackson's watching is played by mm-hmm. Paul McGillian. Now, for those who have watched Stargate before and who know a little about Stargate Atlantis, Paul McGillian actually goes on to play Dr. Carson Beckett, the chief medical officer on Atlantis. Ooh. I was guess I was expecting a little more from ah. him. God damn it. Uh, he did a lot of Stargate Atlantis. He actually was on the the sci-fi show uh, Sanctuary with Amanda Tapping. Okay. Which I didn't know Amanda Tapping was in Sanctuary to, to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I recognized her. Well, because she has black hair, like jet black hair in that show. Well, there you go. And the last time I watched Sanctuary Sanctuary was like forever ago. So, can't really blame myself on that one. But all of you listeners can. Um, the older version of Ernest Littlefield, um, played, it was played by, uh, Keen Curtis. Keen Curtis... Um, was on SWAT Cats, Whoa. which would uh, please What's our Dan? friend Dan, <laughs> who was on the an episode or two a little while ago. Uh, he was in Cheers for a number of years. Oh, hell yeah. Um, he was also voicing characters on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures television series. Uh, the Smurfs. Yeah, you mean the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. I did say television Damn. series. He was on Smurfs. He also played Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars, the original radio drama. I'm sorry. Did you say radio drama? Yeah, I would look that one up. I didn't know that existed until I had read this uh, the other day. And you're not from... talking about the 2020 radio drama. No, this was from a number of years ago because unfortunately, Keen Curtis has been dead for a little while. The original radio drama. Oh my god, this fucking guy. 1981. <laughs> I'm just being sarcastic. <laughs> 1981, I think, is when this came out. Okay. Um, another prominent character, obviously, is Catherine Langford. Now, some people should recognize that name from the original movie, Stargate. Uh, obviously, she's played by someone different in the show. Uh, in this case, Elizabeth Hoffman is the show version of Catherine Langford. And Vivica Linfor is the woman who played um, Catherine Langford in the movie. Now, interestingly enough, they probably would have gone with Vivica Linfor to play SG-1's one, except, unfortunately, she passed away like the year after Stargate came out. So she came out, she died two years previous to SG-1 even being on screen. Unfortunately. Oh. Unfortunately. Uh, however, terrible. she was a fairly prominent actor for well over 40 years before that. Um, from Sweden. Uh, Elizabeth Hoffman, actually, believe it or not, the Catherine Langford character that she plays 
in Stargate SG-1 is her last uh, acting credit on IMDb. Mm. Very interestingly. Okay. Yeah, she was in Star Trek The Next Generation, Matlock, 30-something, Sisters, not Sister, Sister, Sisters, Little House on the Prairie, The Greatest American Hero. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was her. um, She's quite old, but she's still alive, believe it or not. 1927, that would make her 80, 90, what, 95? Holy crap. That's impressive. 90, yeah. 95 years old, that's insane. Um, but Catherine Langford, obviously, in this episode, is the she was the original Stargate um, researcher, I should say, but and she was the one who brought Daniel Jackson into the the world of the Stargate. So that's the most prominent characters that we've got. Uh, right now, we're going to try and watch this episode um, live for you guys. And you're going to listen to us and uh, what we have to say while we're listening to it. Are you ready there, Ray? I am ready. All righty. On the count of uh, three. So I'm going to say three, two, one, and then on, on that pause between go, we'll just hit it. Alrighty. One, three, right. two, one. Mine isn't doing anything. Go Damn it. No! Stop! Talk about a set piece that you can actually move back and forth. Apparently it actually broke quite a few times, which is why they stopped moving it back and forth a lot. supposed to be at that physical assessment thing oh yeah i'll uh, i'll go i'll go i'll just just um let me finish this reel you know you seem a tad obsessed with this stuff this was transferred from film of experiments done in mcgate in 1945 you don't find that the least bit intriguing oh yeah nothing piques my interest more than repeated failure look at them they're turning the gate manually for god's sake it's incredible How many hours of this stuff have you looked at? There's no conclusion to the file. There's no summary, no notes, no reason to explain why they gave up. A whole boxes of material could be missing. No, the Pentagon said this was everything. <laughs> <laughs> lost, lost entire lost countries. Country. That's funny. Come on. Doctors have two days of tests planned for us. Wonderful <laughs> tests. Uh, well, you gotta love them, uh... Watching a video of a video. They break in the fourth wall there. I love how they decided to go with a submarine uh, or a diving outfit. This doesn't make any sense. 
Why wouldn't someone have told us this? I mean, then why would they stop their research if they actually? Well, I suppose that would have been their only option for an atmosphere suit. I also love the fact that they've got ropes attached to them. <laughs> Gotta pull them back in. You have to think that if they accidentally turned it on, they had to have put, like, an animal in there first. Yeah, that period of uh, scientific exploration would have resulted in uh, an animal uh, being used to test it out first. Yeah, I'm going to pause that for a second while the, the intro is running. But, yeah, you would think, why would they put a person first? They would obviously use an animal or something like that. That's just batshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what is it, Brian? What are they using? <laughs> a lot device. A lot device. All right, I'm going to skip the intro here. Maybe they didn't have an uh, animal on hand, you know? Yeah, maybe they didn't have any good animals on hand. Ones that they couldn't attach a rope to and then bring back through a wormhole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what people thought was, oh, that's a nice house. we got a limo. Langford, there's a young man waiting for you. A young man. You're a strange young man in the house. Yes. I'm sorry. He said he knows. Young man. A young man. My God. Hello. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind. How long have you been back? Oh. My God. Why are you back? Colonel O'Neill said you stayed in Abydos. I see you. You got the amulet. Yes, of course. I never take it off. That's so gaudy. Why would she never take it off? <laughs> Especially if it's pro it's probably made of, like, either solid bronze or gold. Colonel O'Neill, Dr. Jackson was supposed to be briefing SG-4 this morning. He's not here, and he's not answering our pages. Any idea where he is? I, I would say probably miles. gold. Uh, yeah, you'd think uh, it's gotta be. Catherine couldn't tell you. Why what the hell is Jack going through, number one? He doesn't read. Classified, you know. <laughs> Maybe there are pictures. Yeah, they're probably good pictures. I'm not. Exactly. That's why I'm here. I'll make you some tea. And you can go back to your study. I mean, you saw that look of consternation on his face. It's like, there better be more pictures. Yeah, there better be. Did anyone think I might be interested? That's why I came. Now, six months later, you could have told me sooner. Yes. Just like you could have told me there were experiments done on the gate in 1945. She just happened to leave that out last time that they talked. Plot device. My father That's like the 90s. Team that worked on the gate during the war. Every show Actually, they didn't know had everything explicitly available when you needed like it. Curious. Unless it they needed to create drama, and then it wasn't available. Used as one. Nothing ever came of it. How do you know? Until you Pentagon has recently been declassifying old materials. They ran across a number of file boxes that dealt with the old experiments, and they sent them to us. Really? You weren't involved in the research? The military had very little use for a 21-year-old girl at that time. Neither did my father. I only know what little I overheard him and Ernest... Ernest. Name drop. 
I'm sorry, who's Ernest? Ernest. The only Ernest that'll ever matter to me is uh, yeah, Jim Barney. This symbol, and then the whole room starts to shake. Today, one of the Listen to that. He's, so he's from Scotland, actually. Are you going to talk to my father? Well, he knows he was there. That's a terrible Eng English or American accent. Yes, I will. Maybe it's Plus, I'm picturing Carson Beckett while I'm watching this entire Wait. episode. Maybe it's supposed to shake. Okay, weird. I don't think so. <laughs> Are you using alternating or direct current to charge it? Alternating, I think. Why? Try using direct. It might prevent the charge from bouncing back to the generator. And you should. Gotta love that 1940s music in the background there. So you really shaking tail feather to original experiments. I had my father's notes. He told me that was everything they had. Do you know how many? Yes, yes, we get it. They're in love. Get this program yeah. started up again. Forty years had passed. The information was classified and buried. I never asked for any files because I thought I had them. And Wes never offered because he probably didn't know they existed. Just so, like a government agency, not to tell each other what the hell's going on. That they turned the gate on in 1945. Sounds about right. Look at that face. She's like, how the hell? Wait, now hold on a second. How in the hell does she not know that they turned the gate on? Why not six? Right. Well, she should have known. The he first was talking one, about it sure. like constantly. That would mean that they had to have turned it on by accident only once, and they threw him through. Yeah. Crazy. But this guy is just explaining. Her father's just explaining that they've turned it on more than once. So he talks to her about top secret stuff, but only certain parts of the top secret stuff. To do it. Hmm. What in the living hell? Ah, yes, the days of when they didn't care what smoking would do to you. You don't smoke, you're not a man. God, I love sugar cubes. I might be a horse, or was a horse in the past life. It wasn't in his notes, either. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, Kevin, but... <laughs> then there's something more you should see. And there's Daniel, giving away classified information. Once again. It's only a little bit. Only a little bit of classified information. Jesus. I'm surprised he's not a Russian asset. Or a target for a Russian asset. He'd give away anything, wouldn't he? For the sake of science. Science! It was an accident today. There's been an explosion in the lab. Ernest? I'm so sorry. He's lost forever. But don't worry, we'll get a dowry for you yet. So the man who went through the gate is. My father must have lied to me. 
said Ernest died. Oh, you're all sad. I mean, technically, it's not wrong. He doesn't know whether or not he died. Why would he do that? True. True. He probably thought he was protecting me. From what? From knowing that the man I was supposed to marry chose to risk his life. But he also didn't he know that he lived. Without even talking to me about it. He chose his idea, his work over me. Ouch. I'm, I'm sure that he believed he would... How the hell would he know that he came back? He was so young. So full of passion. Maybe he had a film. Especially in Stargate. Like you. Stargate the movie, they they didn't know how they would get back. That's why I knew you'd solve the mysteries of the gate. They only, they only went because Daniel told them that they, he could figure out a way to get back, no matter what. I wasn't supposed it's to like that, um, Daniel, 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 you're going to be put up as a traitor. Stop giving her classified information. Computer enhancements. She was a footage. former member of the government, not a current member. Went Crazy. No, another planet with similar coordinates. And we can go there. Hot. <laughs> Oh, so they comes just the let him take whatever he wants off base. God, I love when General Hammond get angry. This is a serious breach of protocol. These rules exist for a reason, Doctor. You think you're above them? No, Clearly you do, because you just gave away all the information. Tell her where all the nukes are, Daniel. I trust the General is making you feel right at home. So far, he actually sounds worse Wouldn't be surprised if he just started listing him. He's a teddy <laughs> Colonel, did you authorize Dr. Jackson to reveal classified information to this civilian? Absolutely not, sir. In fact, I advise him not to say anything. To I him. love this upcoming Despite part. She used to run the entire program and is responsible for most of our current knowledge about the gate. I'm aware of who she is, Colonel. Catherine, this is Tilk. Tilk, this is Catherine. Daniel's told me He's a looker. Such a pleasure. You can tell she's into it, and he might be into it too. Colonel. He is over a hundred years old, technically. Doctor Jackson has most currently tabled. You gotta go there. It is. Yeah, I appreciate the like tiny head movements that he's got. Oh yeah. I love it when Jack is like, "You gotta go one step further with it, don't you?" And I'm coming with you, Christopher Chitch. General. We know where Ernest Littlefield went. He could still be alive. A man who had the vision to see the gate for what it was a half a century. He should have sent a horse. He sounds like a bona fide American <laughs> hero, sir. Or a mule. Or a rabbit, for so God's sake. Reason to go to this planet. Now, they, get, they hug each other like they're old friends, but I don't feel like they've ever met. It seems Except for now. Question is close to Abydos, so it uses many of the same points in space. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but why the team in 45 could coincidentally dial in without compensating for Kevin wrong. But sir, the planet in question is not on the cartouche we found. <gasps> not on the cartouche. What's the significance of that? The ghouls, the ghouls have, each have other. absolutely no freaking idea there. it exists. If the ghouls haven't been to this planet then there is obviously the cartouche. And we would have unquestionable proof that they didn't ah, the f this is the first time that they mentioned they the fact that they're scavengers and they steal steal technology as opposed to actually getting technology on their own when it is appropriate big significance there thank you 
thank all of you for your very thorough analysis of the situation. But I was already convinced by Dr. Jackson's initial argument. Ernest Littlefield... He could still be alive. God, that accent. I love that accent from General Hammond. Oh, yeah. If I were... If I were Lady... What do you mean, if? <laughs> so that's not a Malp. That looks like a Fred. A Fred being something that they carry supplies and stuff on. As opposed to a Malp, which is a probe with all sorts of gizmos and gadgets. Now... I was going to address this later. They don't... Where's their cameras? It's a piece of cake. If you're going on to an expedition... Right. Into yeah. an unknown place... Yeah. Would you not want cameras? Oh. Uh, Daniel's carrying, like, a portable camera on his person. Okay. Well, then... And we'll talk about this later... That definitely sets up a uh, interesting issue. <laughs> okay. Huh, that was some piece of cake. Look at this place. It's in ruins, I say. Oh shit, who took a picture of my living room? It's hot in here. Oh yeah. I'm just saying that my living room is nasty. Potentially less than clean. <laughs> Anybody see a way in or out of this place? There appears to be only two doorways. Oh, ba -ba -ba. oh my. <laughs> ba -ba -ba. Well, there he is. He's in a hallway. Absolutely nude. I would also <laughs> say, oh my, if I saw a large, or sorry, a small old man who's naked. Are you deaf? He's nude. Littlefield? Ernest? I wasn't expecting visitors. Are you people real? First of all, that's not how glasses work. Hello, I'm Daniel Jackson. We just came through the Stargate. Yes, uh, that thing, the Stargate. Kudos to the cameraman on this one. Always, yeah, keep it above the chest. I mean, that dude is like, still got some serious muscle mass on him for being so... And he's hairy. Teal's like, I'm not into this. I'm not into it. Daniel, do so. Uh, Dr. You ever been hugged by a nude old man? <sighs> not yet. <laughs> Teal's like, please no. First of all, how in the hell would he recognize her at all? Like, the last time they met, she was 20? You don't recognize me. Mm-hmm. 
You're telling me. Why does he have an English he's... accent now? Hmm. Because continuity error. <laughs> 50 years. That's all he has to say. I'll, I'll go see if I can find him. Now, interestingly enough about this building, it looks a lot like Atlantis later on. It looks mm, like an older version of Atlantis. At least the architecture of the towers does. And, and why would that be, Kevin? Why would it look like Atlantis? was obviously built by the same people who built Atlantis, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Still here. Uh, do you have anything to wear? Clothes? Uh, oh, uh, uh, going home. Meow. Yes, we're taking you home. How much more nudity can Daniel Jackson get awkward about? I mean, if you turned around and there was so a nude time. old man in the corner of the room, wouldn't you be like, oh, no, oh, God. <laughs> First of all, what's he doing in my computer room? I, yeah. Are there other It'd be pretty surprising, here? wouldn't it? Extremely surprising. No one else lives yeah. Here? Oh, look at all that stuff still left over This is fruit. You eat it. Are you saying that you've been completely alone here for 50 years? Eat. I mean, it does I look like I a expect. rock. What's that? I mean, I can't the fruit? It is right it's here. what they call it, rock fruit. Light years away, but still so close all this time. Alive. I think he's probably having Listen, a you can't just put rock in front of everything. I felt like a squirrel <laughs> speeding faster than when I came through the gate. Oh, you think you're old and wise. I don't think the heart ever grows old. Is that all they're going to give Sam this time around? What he's been through. Such a long time. I don't even When you sit there and think about it, they didn't know each other for as long as this guy has been stuck on this planet. Yeah. He's been stuck on the planet for 50 years, and they knew each other for, what, Last five, maybe? Day. It's a calendar, isn't it? It's the enduring thing of love. It's me manifesto. Have you been able to figure out who built this place, or who used to live here? I'll be bold of him to give him that. It looks pretty cracked. Repository, mm. philosophy, astronomy. And Daniel Jackson is just leafing through it. Egyptian city. People would come from everywhere to gather their scholars. Ah, uh, yes, they just use the word <coughs> Heliopolis. Are there ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs here? Symbols that indicate Ra. This this could be very important. Just the pure look of disbelief on Jackson's face, like this entire episode. 
It always does that. Though. Four distinct languages, writing That's great. Like anything on Earth. Catherine says they're probably aliens. He's like, Catherine no. She aliens? found me long ago. Sort of a throwaway line that Catherine says. He's today. clearly gone and insane, and the only person that he seems concerned, but I am could not. get along with was Catherine. As as she is here with me, I will never feel alone. It seems impossible, but every day we're here together, I love her more. My father lied to me. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Daniel's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta leave. This is kind of <laughs> awkward for me. Uh, freaked out. I'm leaving. So real? Yes. You're going to have to believe. But this isn't easy for me either. You, you, you look uh, different. I'm old, Ernest. So are you. We. We had a wonderful life together. I couldn't imagine you, Ernest. In my mind, we didn't have a wonderful life. This I dude's like on the dead. brink of suicide, and you are just making it worse, me. Catherine. You forgave me long ago. No. Suicide's not funny, but... Like, oh. Talk about the trauma this guy's gone through. And she's just, like, screwing the nails down even harder. Around. I'll tell you, this place used to be pretty sweet, but it's seen better days, if you know what I mean. I think Professor Littlefield has been alone since he got here. Wow. Jack just realized how freaking crazy that is. Storm approaches. A pretty big one at that. Uh, it comes every year. Every year? Yeah, look, kids, Catherine's we're cold. right on the edge cold. of the cliff here. I don't think this place could withstand another big hit. We should take our leave. No, we can't. Not yet. I mean, we, we've only begun to explore this place, figure out what it is, what it, what it used to be. We launched a survey balloon. Now let's take the professor and Catherine home. We'll leave the probe here, let it monitor the situation till the storm blows over, and then we'll come back, right? I tried for years to make it work. You never tried entering different glyphs in this? How the hell would he have figured out how the DHD works? It took... It took a team of scientists on Earth to figure out how to get it to work properly. Well, that's just because we they didn't the have him. Device. <laughs> Basically, you enter the correct address and they... Daniel, why don't we just show him? Uh-oh, DHD is broken. It's the first time we get to see what's happening on inside I the DHD. The was supposed to detect stuff like this. We got visual confirmation. Doesn't sound like the last time. The damage was obviously concealed. The buttons don't light up. What do we do? It's not working. It was like that when I got here. That's why you never No, Catherine. The reason he never came back is because he never knew how, what the address for it's Earth was. If it accidentally turns on, there's like no way he would know. Eh, just press this. Yeah, even if he knew, there are a bazillion, and yes, that's the technical word, bazillion addresses he could have tried that may have worked. And he could have ended up on a whole other planet 
instead of Earth and would have been even more lost. Thankful that he just didn't get turned into a a, a good. Yeah, I mean, he should be happy that he's not dead, I suppose. Yeah. That he was on a planet that, you know, had a breathable atmosphere. Keep at it. We'll be back. That is true. It could have been one of those planets that has, like, uh, deadly UV rays all over the place. Yeah. He could have ended up crucified by William Russ. Holy shit. Check out all of these glyphs. What is this place? I believe this room is some sort of meeting place where four alien races, denoted by the symbols and distinctive writing on the walls, would gather, possibly to share knowledge or discuss relations like a United Nations of the Stars. Catherine agrees. You're right. I would have. Did the United Nations exist back in 1945? I thought it was called the League of Nations. Uh, it wasn't a thing until after World War II was over. Yeah, the Union, the United correct. Nations came after. Yeah, how would he know? He disappeared in 1945. Uh-oh. Plot hole. Plot hole. Unless, unless, in this world, the United Nations was before. And this isn't our Earth, it's a different Earth. It's a more different Earth. There, I fixed your plot hole. And it's not a, a cheap fix or a plot device. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Nineteen June twenty sixth, nineteen forty five is when the charter was signed and it was entered in as October twenty fourth, nineteen forty five. So he must have gone after that. Eh, whatever. I know this. Mm -hmm. Of course, high school chemistry. Oh, look at all this freaking awesome shit. Hydrogen. Really. Sodium. Silver, iron, barium, xenon. Oh my god. So many electrons. How can you tell? I've been here a very long time. Oh man, that was flirting. That was definitely old people Excuse flirting. Me. Are you saying that. I've seen a lot of electrons in my day, if you know what I mean. These images <laughs> are the graphical representations of the basic elements. Electrons, many electrons, baby. Electrons Love this little pro proclamation from Daniel. There are currently only 111 elements on the periodic table. Only 90 when I last looked. There it is. There it is again. That little flirt. I mean, There's only 90 last time I looked. You naughty girl. <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. Almost identical way. Basic elements are what make up the universe. They are the basic building block. Of course. How do you ensure universal Go, Dan. Now I gotta point out the uh, wall glyphs do look like uh, Destiny Two Cabal writing. The, the one right behind Daniel. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if that's the Nox or the Furlings. I think that's the Furlings writing. Turn the page. Uh, I'm sure that the, the Destiny writers took the inspiration from it. That's a possibility. Are you saying that this, this is this is like a book? The one that looks like Norse um, I tried to runes. That's obviously the Asgard one. If they're letters, if they're pictographic, I mean, this could take a lifetime. More. Ouch. Sorry. Daniel. Daniel. 
before your head explodes, can I remind you that we've got more important things to deal with right now? How can you say that? Don't you know what this could mean? Actually, no. This could be the key to understanding our existence. Everyone, every thing's existence. A collaboration of the knowledge of these four alien species. None of which will mean squat if we don't get out of here. Bump up. Oh my god, look at that. Taking apart the Fred, taking apart the Mount. Where'd they get all that wire? Looks an awful lot like Jack just keeps going back and forth between rooms. Oh, Ernest was showing him a new toy. Really? You know, I don't know why you say that. This is all the stuff that he loves the most. Hot. Hot scientific action. Ah, uh, you want to pick up the pace on this a little bit? Powering up. It's powering up. Oh, Catherine. You slay me. Look at all these rocks. ruin thought to represent a collection of numinous power and knowledge from past generations the gathering of clans to share a common yes card you know there's more than just a coincidence here that means that humans were here centuries maybe eons ago not humans aliens this is thor's race thor was an alien it oh, is yeah, not was uh, that's another long story was Good one. You just blew his mind, Daniel. All right, basic survival training. We know what we have. What do we need? It's an awful lot like you're not giving up any ideas there, Jack. We have the Stargate. We need the dial home device. Thank you, Teal'c. The element the gate is made up of absorbs energy directly. Internal functions will convert and store that energy in capacitor-like reservoirs. But the inside wheel will only unlock and spin freely once there's enough reserve power. So what we need is energy. It just looks fancy on the outside. It's just normal wiring on the inside. Hot. I love these little holograms. Now I'm just disappointed in our own computer designs. Oh, oh there he goes. Oh, yeah, right? He's got the portable camera. This is 
I'll bet you that's the Nox behind him right now. I don't understand. How did you incorporate the three-dimensional nature of the information? Look down. Of course. You measured the element's distance from the central point, degrees from zero around in a circle, and height above the floor. What's up, guys? Step away from the pedestal, Daniel. Step away from the pedestal, Daniel. <laughs> what? Dial home device just fell through the floor into the ocean. So what are we going to do? That thing may have a power source in it that we can use to get the gate working. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that. Knowledge of the universe. I mean, this is mm -hmm. meaning of life stuff. I have to get more of it down on paper before we leave. But there has to be something more you can use. Watch, watch it be like trade documents. It isn't powerful enough. Daniel, please, not much it's not meaning of life stuff. It's like trade do trade documents and stuff. I mean, that like, seems extremely likely considering a lot of the early writing stuff found uh, is exactly that. Yeah. Because that makes the most sense for merchants to be the ones who want to keep a record of things. Yeah. And you know what are merchants gonna do? They're gonna have a meeting location, yeah. a centralized meeting location where they can do de business dealings, so it's easy access. Exactly like the Phoenicians. Mm-hmm. Well, that staff blast didn't do shit. I'm obviously no scientist, but. Uh... Couldn't we use that Ben Franklin thing? Finally, Jack's got the best idea. It'll absorb energy in many forms. Heat, nuclear, solar, static. If we could channel a lightning strike into the gate, it might provide us with enough power to dial in and make it through. How do we attract lightning to strike the gate? Well, not directly. We'll have to rig something up on the roof and hope that the sudden and enormous charge doesn't destroy the gate's mechanism. That's dope. Daniel, dope. he's obsessed with that thing. So much like you used to be. <laughs> the torment. Oh, he dropped it. Name dropped the episode. Was a king in Greek mythology. <laughs> Banished to Hades. Well, don't forget, you talked about Talos during uh, Brief Candle. Unending temptation. He was but not this Talos, the Greek god, Talos, who uh, carved up his son Pelos. Some might say that's what makes oh my god, served him. with this again? Uh, Talos served Pelos to the gods, but they're all like you, except for Demeter, because she was mourning. I didn't. And she didn't realize. Honest, you suffered enough. No sense wasting time in the past. Seems like they've gotten over their their differences. Uh, yes. the peak of the roof will attract the lightning uh, you get yes give, give the 50 pound helmet to the really old lady 
<laughs> oh god, her neck. <laughs> you have to come. Now. Not yet. Come and get me when we've got the gate running. There isn't enough time. I have to finish this. It's not worth it. This is. Nothing is. Well, our history as a people would be very different if everyone This is the part I was talking about. He has a camera. So why, why the hell is he getting all pissed well, off? Well, he, men he mentioned while well, he put, had the camera out that he had no perspective. We'll get and, better at taking pictures then. And I guess part of the communication requires degrees around to zero point and height off the floor and all that good golly gosh Joes. You know, it would have been much easier if he just brought a cell phone with him. <laughs> Does that look flat? That looked like the Futurama building for a second there. It did. It did. Seconds! I thought a wormhole lasted for 38 minutes. What you did was courageous. What I did was stupid. Come on, boys, we gotta go, now. I'm staying. What? Look, I will be fine down here. Daniel, we can come back. No, what if the castle crumbles around the gate? I mean, this, this could all be lost. I like that I Sam and the, the, uh, the, the older the lady made exactly the same face. Let's go. <laughs> Jack pe can't apparently convince Daniel to leave. Come on, Daniel. Get your shit together. There in the background you can see the ancient's language. Ah, he's been convinced. Everybody run. That was hard. Piece of cake. It's been 50 years since you went through and you went in a scuba suit. <laughs> it's the scuba gate now. I mean, to, to that argument, it, it does look like water. Very the, wor the wormhole does look like water. That's 100% true. Oh my god, look at all that stuff. Chief Master Sergeant Harriman. Sorry, Chief Master Sergeant Harriman. Chief Master Sergeant. Destabilizing. Still no travelers. Come on, guys. Sam got kind of put off the wayside in this episode, didn't she? Yeah, I mean, like, she's a scientist, too. In fact, that's like the whole reason she's on the team. I thought it would have been hilarious if like Jack's boot was like half missing or something. Oh, as he came out of the the wormhole, <laughs> like part of his boot's missing. That I mean, I am kind of surprised. I would. That's definitely something '90s that could have been done. That would have been hilarious. Ah, oh, they got him in a flight suit. Seven will not engage. Oh no, they lost the gate. I think it's safe to say the place is gone. You still have my book? Captain Carter's working on a computer model right now. And here's the bright side. You're alive. Yes. Oh, Daniel. Thanks to you. 
Look at it this way. If you ever run into those aliens who made up the language, you can ask them what it means. You better let us know. Oh, it's going to be time. sooner rather than later. I will, I promise. Catherine, hug me. Oh, Jack. Jack, you dog. <laughs> we need a sneak a hug from Catherine. There's an awful lot going on between Ernest and Catherine. I'm pretty sure they're going to do some old person smooshing booties later. Oh, Kevin. 50 years. He's been away for 50 years. Here you go, shorty. It's your birthday. Kind of party like it's your birthday. 50 years, man. 50 years. What else are you supposed to do? I mean, you can only jack it so many times. Oh, my God. I bet he drew a stick figure on one of the walls. Thank God Maybe they didn't he found a piece of particularly curvy wood. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Alright, so that's the end of that episode. Um let's go into some let's go into some interesting fun facts here. Um so in this episode, they actually reveal that it's been about six months since the Children of the Gods episode took place, uh, which would place this episode somewhere in August, as they said that the Children of the Gods took place sometime in February. Interesting fact there. This episode is also the time that they mention the uh, the four great races for the first time. I've been talking about them for like the last six episodes or something like that. So we haven't really met any of the four great races, just kind of. Sort of. The uh, projections. The only one that we have sort of run into is the Asgard. Um, Actually, no. Sorry, we did run into one of them. We ran into the Nox. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, we ran into the Nox, and we've got... um, uh, the Asgard that are going to make their appearance. Um, and then the Ancients are going to become a big thing coming up. Um, let's see here. This is... Oh, I already mentioned the Paul McGillian one. Um, Catherine mentions that President Franklin Roosevelt was that curious, uh, was like that, very curious, and this could be a reference to his penchants for treasure hunting. And that's, uh, I mean, I mean, you could probably understand the, uh, the Greek myth of Tantalus, how it was configured in this one, as Daniel Jackson was, um, interested in all this meaning of life stuff, which was probably just, um, like we said, merchant tallies and stuff like that. Probably bill of lading, all that jazz. Um, BOLs. BOLs. Um, but that's really... wasn't a whole lot of fun facts. This was a really good episode for those who are interested in getting into that, that four great races stuff. Um, the Ancients are going to be pretty much like the latter half of the series. That's going to be their big thing. Uh, the Asgard are going to be a uh, staple throughout. And um, the Knox and the Furlings really have, like, there's nothing going on there with them. 
<laughs> Even uh, though you most recently saw the Knox. Yeah, we only see the Knox like once, with the exception of seeing, as I said in that episode uh, of our podcast, Layla, I think is her name. Laya, sorry, Laya. We see her a couple more times in the future, which is nice. Yeah. Um, let's get into the rewatchability scale of this episode. Um, what would you uh, What would you give this one there, Ray? Um, I enjoyed it, but I'd say I probably like the last one better. Um, you take that back. No, uh, I refuse. Um, I'd say four point three. Four point three. I give this one a solid five. This was, uh, I mean, it's probably nostalgia. My nostalgia filtered glasses in this case, because I watched this episode for the very first time when I started Stargate. So this was the first episode I'd ever seen. Um, it's it's really good. It has a lot in it. It's got the action. It's got that suspense. Um, it's got that time induced suspense, I should say. Um. And it's got uh, the no the no person left behind motto that they seem to to really subscribe to. Uh, it's definitely a solid five for me. Um, that's really that's all we got for you on this episode. It's our first live action episode. We want you to uh, to follow along, listen to that while you're uh, while you're watching the episode. Maybe you'll get some laughs. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. At seven days to RSG, uh, and um, just give us some ideas. DM us, tweet us, Facebook message us. Give us some ideas of stuff you'd like us to do. Um, got yeah. some, got a few things going on. Comic Book Fridays is coming up. We're gonna have another episode of Stargate Sundays. That episode is gonna be Bloodlines, I believe. Oh, that's gonna be a very good episode. Sounds interesting. Yeah, that one is where we get to see Chulak again. Um, we actually get a little bit of Big Papa T's family and all that. Ooh. So we're going to see a little bit of Big Papa T and his family, his wife and his son. Which he awesome. failed to mention to us beforehand. Until now. <laughs> um, as far as the sponsor for this, ep- for this episode, Rye, what do we got? Uh, let's see. What do we got? We got, uh, that little bit of lotion just left at the very bottom of the tube. Little bit of lotion. It's still there. You know it's there. You know you want it. But you can't get it. <laughs> then you got a dry dock. <laughs> yeah, those dry, dry elbows. Dry elbows. Yes, of course. The elbows. Not the knees, but the elbows. And that's the knees, the elbows. Possibly the shoulders. Sometimes your hands. <laughs> well, we Maybe thank you. Uh, thanks. Thank you guys for watching and uh, and listening to us. Um, we wish you seven days to rock and stone, Guardians. Yeah, and thank you, Kevin, for uh, editing and putting this out. You got it. Later, right. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.